The Big Rap Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you all? Hope you're all keeping well out there in pipe band land. <laughs> yeah, if this is your very first Big Rab Show podcast then you are very welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it or near it at all then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world. Be it Celtic music, folk music or our bread and butter which is competitive piping and drumming. Yes, we are doing this each and every week, and we've been doing it now for years. So if you haven't checked us out yet, be sure to have a look at our back catalogue. We've got quite a huge back catalogue now, well over 180-odd episodes. Yeah, I think there's something in there for everyone. We have live events, special interviews, and some of the big topics as well we've covered in the past. So, yeah, a lot to get your teeth into. But to everyone who tunes in each and every week... Welcome back! Yes, it's been another kind of crazy week in the bagpiping world, and you might think to yourself, but Rab, COVID-19 and lockdown and things have been cancelled and everything's horrible, but if you listen to last week's episode, it's a very positive time to be involved in the piping world, with so many things actually starting to happen again, and moving and shaking and doing all that. Just go and listen to last week's episodes, full of positivity. A lot of great news dropped last week, and this week too, along <clears throat> along with some negative, which we'll talk about. And um, yeah, not a lot of people are making a song and dance about the negative, mu- uh, negative news, so hmm, perhaps I might be shining a bit of a spotlight on this, but anyway... We'll move on, shall we? Now, with each and every Rab Show, we always start by way of an introduction, saying who we are. But always, like every podcast out there, we have a Patreon. Yes, if you would like to help support us, you can. Go and check us over there on Patreon, The Big Rab Show. And if anything, you guys have really been killing it over there on Patreon. You really seem to be enjoying the content. So thank you to everyone for all of your positive feedback. I think a lot of people over there on Patreon really seem to be loving the content over there. All the exclusive videos, uh, episodes of Rab Show, plus uh, the Fuse FM Battle Money catch-up service that we have. It's on there too. Guys, honestly... The amount of stuff that we're churning out over on Patreon at the moment, exclusive to Patreon subs, is ridiculous. So if you do fancy getting your hands on all of that extra stuff, then click on support. And every click really does mean the world, especially in times like these when everyone's kind of struggling, especially your favourite podcaster. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, if you would like to support us, you can do. But it's not, you know, the be-all and end-all. If you don't want to become part of the Patreon faithful, don't worry. You can still enjoy the show here on the podcast each and every week, completely free of charge. But there's one of the things that I really wanted to put in this week's piping news, which is exclusive to our Patreon sub. So I'll drop it in here right at the start. Yes, we very very proudly announced something really quite special and that went specifically just to patreon subs yes those guys have got a little bit of a sneak peek of something that we've been working on for months now and patreon exclusive subscribers have access to this 
special new project. They have it already. They've been using it now for the best part of a week. And um, that's about all I want to say on that. So I'll keep that close to my chest. Suffice to say, if you guys want to see exactly what I'm talking about, and I'm sure all the Patreon faithful out there are nodding their heads going, I know, I know what he's talking about. Uh, because a lot of you guys have been, yeah, really enjoying that. And awesome. We're so happy. We're so excited. The launch with Patreon subs went so well uh, before it eventually will make its way to the public. So, yeah, you guys have exclusive access to this, first of all. And we're so chuffed. So that's a very cryptic news story at the very beginning. But, yeah, just when we're talking about Patreon subs and everything, honestly, the guys who help support us over there on Patreon, you guys really are and you really do help keep the lights on here at the Rab Show. So, yeah, it's fantastic. So, well, we give something special over there, and it's really exciting, and I wish I could talk about it, but I can't. So, <laughs> top secret, top secret. Okay, let's get into some actual listener mail. Now, each and every episode of the Big Rab Show podcast, we like to start each episode with listener mail. And unfortunately, it's been another ghost town for listener mail. Yes, it's been dead quiet absolutely nothing's come through this past week which is really not like us normally we do get inundated at times and we become overwhelmed and then other times there's just you can see the tumbleweed blowing through the email box i don't know exactly what's going on but what i do reckon is happening is everyone is now looking towards the second week in august which would have been world's week and everyone is suitably depressed well you shouldn't be because world's week's going to be awesome so yeah (laughs) to everyone out there who would like to send us an email but just hasn't yet and we do get a number of messages you know we will get around to emailing you we have a bunch of questions and things and we've just never done it well now's your chance you have a whole week now between now and next week's podcast to get your emails into us yeah and next week's obviously going to be our world championship special well or the lack thereof, I suppose. So you can email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com is the email address. Are you guys really missing the piping this year and the lack of a world championship and all of that? Yeah, we'll not be able to defend defend Spikey or award it to a new world champ and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, you really missing it? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough one, guys. It's a tough one. I can see the positive and negative of it. So I guess we'll discuss that on a future podcast. So if you guys have anything on that topic, of course, or any other topic for that matter, please do email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Okay. Also, I have to say a number of people actually did get in contact with us and ask us about the various different dojo offers that we have, asking for links, etc. and what are, what they are and how they work. Best way for you to go and check those out, actually, I know it sounds like a plug, but it's on our website, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. We have full instructions up there on how to register for $1 for your full 30 days of premium. It walks you through the entire process. So rather than me kind of read lists on the podcast, hashtag lists, just go to the website. It does give you the full blow-by-blow instructions on how to register with the Piper's Dojo and take advantage of that 30-day offer. Also, ones have been asking about the tuning clinic as well, how to tune your pipes like a world champion. Uh, a lot of you guys seem to be really enjoying that, actually, and we've got a lot of positive feedback from that. So, yeah, we're offering it on our website now. All you have to do is follow the instructions again, and you'll get access to the full package from the Piper's Dojo completely for note. For free, I tell you. 
And honestly, I will hold my hand up now. I don't like selling stuff that I don't like to use or operate. But that tuning package has really helped me, myself, whenever I've been learning how to play these things that are staring at me and laughing at me at the minute. <sighs> yeah, we did not agree with each other this morning. Let's just say that. Yeah, I couldn't get the tune at all, yes. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> welcome to my practice world at the minute i'm struggling uh but yeah honestly i was using the tips and stuff and little tricks and things that was in that tuning course from the piper's dojo and honestly it's invaluable it's really really clever and you know whenever an idiot like me who's a drummer can apply it to his own piping then you guys who are you know probably been piping for years and would like to learn a trick or two about tuning then obviously there's something in this for everyone. For the complete beginner all the way up to the advanced, I would recommend this, honestly. So go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. Check out the offers. That's where they are. People have been asking about it. You know, oh, where is this dojo thing? It's on our website. Bigrabshow.com forward slash dojo. There you are. All right. Let's get into some piping news, baby. All right. Okay. Straight out the door just today when I'm recording this podcast right now, about an hour or so ago, we actually announced something quite special that ourselves on the Big Rab Show will be doing on the weekend of the worlds. Yes. On August the 15th, the Big Rab Show will be hosting a beer tent. (laughs) Yeah. The Big Rab Show beer tent will be live on Saturday, the 15th of August at 2pm UK. Now, we have yet to decide the platform and where we're going to put this. Uh, It'll be a live broadcast, but whether it'll be on our YouTube channel or exclusively on our Facebook page, we don't know yet. Um, But, suffice to say, we will hopefully have the full details of that available this upcoming weekend. So we've now just made the announcement that this is what's happening on Saturday the 15th. So 2pm UK time, you guys are going to want to tune in. and catch the beer tent it's going to be all sorts of awesome now people have been asking what is this beer tent well basically it is what it is a giant big social beer tent and we want everyone in the piping world to gather together drink a beer or two or a cup of tea or coffee or whatever your tipple is and just enjoy the crack we're going to gather up have a bit of a laugh and yeah just celebrate being together Plus, we'll have a load of other surprise stuff happening at the beer tent. We've been working on this idea for quite a while now. And, yeah, we've got a lot of stuff coming your direction in the Big Rab Show beer tent. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've been working hard on this one. So, shout out to the Rab Show team who's busy as I speak right now. Emailing, phone calling, and doing all of that. It's Yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. But so excited for the beer tent, man. It's going to be so exciting. So... On next week's podcast, of course, we will give you full details of where to tune in, when, and exactly what to expect. But for now, I just wanted to let you know that it's happening on Saturday the 15th at 2pm UK time. So get that in your calendar, keep that date free, because you guys are going to want to tune in, because trust me, we've got some, yeah, (laughs) I can't spoil it. We've got some real, really cool things happening in the beer tent. I can't wait for that weekend, man. It's going to be so much fun. So, yes, we may all be sitting at home and missing the World Championships and all the rest, but uh, oh, I, I can't wait for this. It's going to be so much fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Right, okay, move on, Rap, because I can't talk about it and you're going to let something slip now. Okay, all right. <laughs> Moving on. I want to talk about something really quite exciting here, local to Northern Ireland. The Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School have made an announcement that they're opening a brand new school. 
Now, this was really impressive. Whenever I read this, I go, what? They're opening yet another school. So this is fantastic. The Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School are opening now in Dungannon. This is starting in September 2020. And if anything, they're now going to be trialling courses which will be available from beginner to experienced and also available online. This will be their new online revision and all of that and support classes and everything's going to be available hopefully online as well as in person. So, yeah, for more information, of course, you can contact the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School through their social media. Or, of course, you can contact ourselves here at the Rab Show team and we'll put you in contact with them. It's 30 quid per term, which is 12 weeks. And then it's £5 then for every examination that you set after that. And that's one of the things about the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School is that you actually have bona fide exams that you can walk away with a certificate and a lump of paper to say here i have an actual qualification and i do know people from the piping and drumming school in northern ireland who've made their way from that over to the royal conservatoire in scotland being fully qualified here and then up to a certain level and then they make that step over to glasgow and the rest is history they become professional bagpipers or professional drummers you know so it's an incredible stepping stone and one of which i would encourage people here in northern ireland to take advantage of so that's all kicking off the 23rd of september is the first night of it actually and it starts at 7 p.m in dungallon school there you are so for more information of course you can check out the northern ireland piping and drumming school social media it's all up there now about the new school the new announcement and all about their new online tuition courses and stuff this is honestly a real positive step in the right direction to see more piping and drumming schools opening. It's something that we have not very much of here in Northern Ireland. I think I might have mentioned that before. Piping and drumming in schools, it does happen, but it really happens to a lesser degree than what our friends in Scotland have. So, yeah, to see that it's further developing here in Northern Ireland is definitely a positive thing. So, yeah, fantastic work, guys. I'm all sorts of happy. So, there you are. For more information, of course, you can contact us or them on social media. There you are. Okay, a little bit of negative news. Yes, the London Piping Society, the Scottish Piping Society of London, actually had to postpone their event, which normally happens on November 7th. It has now been rescheduled for March. Now, we have yet to get a confirmed date in March 2021. We're just told March. And, of course, yeah, for everyone who was interested in going to the event... Uh, yeah, the entire thing had to be rescheduled due to COVID-19, social distancing and, you know, holding events indoors and all of that sort of stuff. So if you want me to read the full press release, I can do. Uh, but basically, that's the crux of it. There's a f- big full statement saying that it was difficult to come to the decision, but they're following all the government guidelines, etc., etc. You guys kind of know the score by now. We've heard that many different events being cancelled and postponed all because of this pandemic carry on then yeah it's par for the course we were hoping that the event would go ahead but unfortunately not there you are so there you go uh the online cpa c grade competition however apparently will still be happening and will be going ahead online yeah so there you are for more people for for more information about that of course you can check out the london scottish piping society's website there you are shameless plug (laughs) all right speaking of shameless plugs (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Big Rap Show YouTube channel. We've been churning out the goodness over there as well. Yeah, you guys might have caught our drum majoring video from the UK Championships. Now, that one was an absolute cracker, I have to say. The guys at the Rab Show team knocked it out of the park putting that one together. 
So shout out to Aaron McElwain and Andrew Shilliday and the rest of the guys on the Rab Show team, to Alicia Dixon-Hamilton, to Kevin Conquest and to Paula Braden. You guys were just fantastic. Our expert panel and their commentary and everything. Man, I'm not. I'm, I'm overselling it, but I'm not a drum major. You guys know that. I know very little about drum majoring. But watching these videos, you learn so much and you honestly get a real appreciation for what our senior drum majors and for for all of our drum majors, in fact, and what they do at a competition. The UK Championships were so challenging, the conditions were terrible, like it was lashing with rain and howling with wind. And how these guys managed to put on a performance in the first place is beyond me. But they were chucking that thing around, no problem at all, spinning it around with perfect M&D. It makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's a fantastic video, and yeah, the expert commentary as well that we have that really makes it, and you know, it, you know, it shows the viewer what to look for and stuff. It's really, really interesting. So even if you're not a fan of drum majoring, do give it a chance, have a watch at it, and see for yourself what all the fuss is about. And honestly, if you're not entertained by it, there's something badly wrong. So that's up on the Rab Show, Big Rab Show YouTube channel right now. Now, also on the Big Rab Show YouTube channel, I have to say we've released two videos. The two interviews that were on last week's podcast, in fact. The one with Finlay MacDonald, of course, the director of piping at the National Piping Centre. Awesome. Finlay MacDonald is on there on our YouTube channel. So if you want to see that video, it's on there now. Plus, we have Callum Douglas, of course, from Cooper Angus Pipe Band. Go on, Callum. In fact, we got a lot of good positive uh, reviews from that. <laughs> the people, a lot of people saying they really enjoyed that interview. And uh, in fact, I think a lot of people have been sending me photographs of Mad Dog. You know that drink, Mad Dog fifty fifty or twenty twenty, whatever it is, uh, that just looks like fluorescent paint in a bottle. It just looks like I don't know, sticky gooeyness full of sugar, but loads of alcohol. Uh, so yeah, loads of people have been tagging me in photographs of that stuff. So I'm gonna have to get a bottle of this and give it a try. You know. Uh, I'm a Guinness drinker and a, a whiskey drinker if I ever drink alcohol at all and uh, trying Mad Dog something called Mad Dog doesn't exactly fill me full of happiness but yeah, uh, you know, I'll give it a go the guys at Cooper Angus seem to like it so, you know, I may as well give it a try I've been tagged in that many photos of it now, it'd be bad if I didn't try it, you know <laughs> anyway so those two interviews now are up on our YouTube channel and can I just say that we are so close so painfully close to 1,000 subscribers, you can almost taste it. It's ridiculous. I think we're at 989 subscribers on YouTube at the moment, and we're so close to hitting that magic 1,000 button. Now, the reason why that is so important to us on the Rab Show team is because we have huge plans for our YouTube channel going forward, and we need to reach certain... Uh, what do you call them, levels of subscribership for YouTube to open all the bells and whistles. At the moment, a lot of the features that are on YouTube are now currently locked. They're behind closed doors to small channels. And we have big plans. So as a small YouTube channel in comparison to some, uh, yeah, all of these bells and whistles, all of that's all been behind locked doors and we can't access all the features that we want to. But once we hit that magic 1,000 subscribership number... Then the doors come off the hinges and just wait till you see the stuff that we're able to provide over there on YouTube. This incoming season, if we do manage to hit that 1,000 subscribership, it's going to be a good time on YouTube. Let's just say that. The reason why YouTube is such a focus for us at the moment is because on our Facebook page, where we've been live streaming and such over the last number of years, 
we have found that we've upgraded our equipment. Thanks to Patreon support and all of that, we've upgraded our microphones, our cameras, all of that stuff. And we found that the quality kind of remains the same. Even though we're shooting in high def and in some cases 4K, we're finding that the video, that whenever it goes out live, actually gets actively compressed down to a standard definition if we're lucky. I'm sure some of you guys have seen some of our replay videos that we've pasted or posted up there on YouTube and some of the quality is really quite questionable. And that can be partly to blame to Facebook uh, because they do compress the signal to squeeze it onto their social media outlet. Now, YouTube is a video outlet. That video is their thing. And they have all of the capability to have 4K live streamed video and high definition audio, all this type of stuff they can do on their website, whereas Facebook can't. So, when I did tell you before that we were hoping to move our live streaming and high quality content over to YouTube, well, yeah, that's by way of an explanation. Once we hit that 1,000 subscribership, the doors come off. And hopefully, we dare say, the quality of all the output that we're producing at the moment will certainly uh, know no bounds. We'll be able to produce some real high quality recordings with high quality visual, visual and audio And I'm dead excited for that. So if you haven't already, please do go over to our YouTube channel, click on that subscribe button. And even if you never watch a video of our channel, at least that number will be there. And YouTube will eventually open all the controls and let us use all the bells and whistles. So excited for that. So that yeah, I know that sounded like a big advert for the YouTube channel. But guys, honestly, we're so close. 989 and we're so close to a thousand. So we just need that button. And then, oh, it's going to be all sorts of interesting. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Speaking of last week's podcast, actually, we got a lot of real positive feedback from people saying about how great the interview was with Finlay McDonald. So thank you to everyone who sent those. Uh, There were various different tweets and Facebook messages and such, but no emails. Uh, But, yeah, you guys really seemed to enjoy it, even though uh, some of the quality was bad at it. But you seemed to really get the message that, you know, the guys running Pipe and Live were just as excited as we were, as piping fans, to have the festival return. Such good news. Even from the organisers, they're so happy to open the doors, you know? And then for us to be able to go through and enjoy this music, at, I don't know. So looking at the Piping Life Festival, I wanted to give it another push this week because you guys honestly need to grab tickets for this. I already have mine, of course. I will be, I'll be attending all of these events online uh, so yeah let's run through them you have the silver chanter you have the pipe major alistair gillies memorial recital challenge you have the gig by the owl blind dogs and then all through the week you have the pipers of the world talks as well for full information of course pipeandlive.co.uk for all your ticket information as well and uh ticket for me i keep telling you take the discounted offer that they have for all three ticketed events get the ticket at 25 quid and that does all three there you are so so much amazing pipe in action. Uh, possibly some of the highlight for me will be the Pipe Major Alistair Gillis Memorial. Really excited for that. Plus the Owl Blind Dogs, just because I know how great they can be in concert. I'm so excited for them. So, yeah, there you are, guys. It's another shameless plug. And thank you to everyone who really gave us um, amazing feedback from the interview from Finley. It was brilliant to have him on the show. But go and grab tickets now. Pipeandlive.co.uk. Go and show support for this incredible event and hopefully we will see it have a triumphant return in 2021. And that's the hope. There you are. All right, moving on. I wanted to give a special plug to Kyle Howie. Yes, Kyle 
is an absolute piping legend, and uh, there, I, I don't say that lightly. And whenever you read kind of what he's been up to recently, Kyle has been churning out the goodness on his YouTube channel and on his Facebook page and all of that. He's been re- recording all sorts of incredible tunes using his Blair digital chanter. And some of these tunes aren't just standard tunes. They have like seconds and thirds and in some cases even three or four part harmonies. Like they're big tunes. Uh, so... Yeah, what Kyle is doing at the moment, I think I've already mentioned it on the podcast, but I wanted to give it another shove again. Just to mention, Kyle is offering online tuition lessons so via Zoom and other online uh, portals. So, yeah, for more information on where to get lessons with Kyle, go and check him out on social media, uh, Kyle Howie Piper. And, uh, yeah, trust me, go and take a, a lesson with Kyle and you'll not regret it. He's been quite a giant in the, both the competitive scene Playing with bands such as the Red Hot Chilies as well, so he's in the Celtic and folk music scene. But I think he was also a member of Heron Valley as well. So I've got a number of questions for Kyle. And do you know what? If anyone knows Kyle out there, we're going to have to get Kyle on the show, I reckon. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get an interview with Kyle because his YouTube channel, I'm a huge fan. And I've mentioned it once or twice here on the podcast now. You guys really need to go and check him out. And such an incredible piper. And yeah, he's now offering this amazing opportunity to go and learn with him there you are that i'm not gonna sell it anymore to you but yeah what an awesome opportunity okay flying on i want to give a mention this week to fraser cosgrove yes bass drummer with lower clyde pipes and drums now why am i giving him a mention well he managed to get married yeah, on the 2nd of August, Lower Clyde Pipes and Drums put out an announcement saying that he's now blissfully tied the knot with Angela McKay. Oh, congratulations! Oh, true love. There you are. So congratulations to Fraser and to his new wife, Angela. And we wish you every happiness together, guys. Uh, but yeah, obviously getting married during the middle of a pandemic can be really dreadful. I've heard of some people's weddings being absolutely ruined. Thanks to the pandemic, you know, uh, some people planning big lavish affairs with over a couple of hundred people. And obviously, thank you, pandemic, the whole thing's cancelled, you know, and you're lucky if it's you plus one person doing the ceremony, you know. So, yeah, it's a difficult time for people getting hitched. But, hey, full congratulations to Fraser and his new wife, Angela. I'm sure you guys will have a long, long many a day together. Congratulations, guys. There you are. Moving on. Shout out this week to the music service for Pipes and Drums as, yeah, just as I'm recording this podcast actually, they're holding yet another small pipe session. Now for those of you who haven't seen these yet, this is where Andy McGregor and uh, and others, <laughs> I should have wrote down the name, shouldn't I? Yeah, this is where the guys from the music service for Pipes and Drums, there you go, uh, that stands up doesn't it? They basically sit down and they record a whole load of tunes all performed in the small pipes. And the idea is that you're provided with the list of tunes beforehand. So they provide you with the list of tunes and then what you do is you tune in on their website and you join in at home. You actually play along. Now these things have backing music and stuff plus you have Andy and the guys there to kind of watch and get your timing from so you have killaloo hector the hero the pleasant gardens and glass of beer you have glenadrill the skyboat song castle dangerous and collins cattle a whole big list of tunes that they've put up there on their social media and then right now as i'm recording this they will be live and actually holding this small pipe session 
So you can go back now, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course, you can go along to the music service for Pipes and Drums and actually view all of their previous small pipe sessions. And for you small pipers out there, you can join in and play along. And actually, it's quite a lot of fun. I'm a whistle player, you know, self-taught whistle player, mind you, never got lessons. But I can join in and play with these, as long as I'm playing on the right key, mind you. Uh, But yeah, that's really quite entertaining. So shout out to the music service for Pipes and Drums. Yeah, keeping the music alive for us folks at home. Okay. Now, um, something caused quite a lot of uh, social media stir, I have to say. Callum McCrimmon, bagpiper with Braybrack Pipe Band that you may be familiar with. Callum, um, we're getting a bit concerned for Callum and his, uh, his mental well-being, I suppose. Because recently, on the 1st of August, the start of the month, Callum uploaded a video of him singing a Peabrook with hip-hop lyrics. Um, I think that's how I want to best describe it. Um, I'm not going to play you the clip or anything because uh, mm, it's really interesting. But suffice to say, go and check it out, Callum McCrimmon. We've actually shared it on the Big Rab Show uh, Facebook page. It's a, it's a melding of two worlds, I suppose. Hip-hop, funk, jazz, R&B, and Peabrook. It's... <laughs> It's really weird, but it's so cool at the same time. But yeah, a lot of people were genuinely concerned for Callum thinking, uh, dude, have you had one too many pints that day? Or, uh, you know, it was all sorts of hilarious. It was great fun. Just Callum just having the crack, turned the camera on and started singing Peabrook. It was very, very funny in my life. So they, they, I thought it was very funny. So there you go. Check it out. It's on the Rab Show uh, Facebook page right now. Okay. On the 1st of August, as you guys know, I mentioned that date there for Callum and his, as he was quietly losing his mind singing Peabrook. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been Maxville. Yeah, the Glengarry Highland Games would have been that weekend. And a lot of you guys were in contact with us saying how much you were missing heading to Maxville. Yes, Maxville is one of those huge competitions that I would really like to get to, actually. I've heard so much about the Glengarry Highland Games, just how big it is. And if anything, uh, shout out to the social media page, Whiskey and Tartan. They actually uploaded a number of performance videos and stuff from Maxville back in the day, especially back in 2016, where they filmed the mass bands. I think it was at the beginning of the, the whole thing, the whole opening ceremonies. And man, it looked massive. I couldn't get over the amount of bands. Now, you guys listening internationally, of course, you guys probably been to Maxville and the Glengarry Highland Games, and you probably know the scale of it and just how big it is. So my question, actually, to you guys in the United States right now, now I'm going to plead complete ignorance here. The only competition I've really been to in the US is, of course, Stone Mountain. Um, Whenever I was there last year, it lashed with rain the entire time. And I kind of got a picture for just how big Stone Mountain was. And it really is quite a large competition. But is there any competition in the United States that is bigger? I've been told that the Maxville competition, the Glengarry Highland Games, is actually kind of one of the biggest. Um, there's, you know, Are you guys familiar with any huge competitions in the United States? I would love to know which one uh, you guys peg as being either you know, the big national major, like the United States Championships, or you know, if you guys have a competition that you think is bigger than Maxville, uh, I think there's one that I'm familiar with is the Queen Mary Games. Um, there's a few others as well that I'm probably just... Yeah, Dunedin is another one that I have in my head as well. That's apparently another huge competition. Uh, I'm probably neglecting to mention a whole dose of competitions that you guys are all now screaming at your podcast player going, What about this one? 
Yeah, probably. Uh, so that's your opportunity now to email me and tell me this is stuff that Rab got wrong. I would like to know the biggest competition that there would be in the US and just how many would it draw, you know, bands-wise? How many bands would actually turn up to it? Because looking at the footage and stuff that Whiskey and Tartan placed on their social media over the weekend there from Maxville, that looked massive. It looked really, really big. So perhaps Maxville is one of the biggest comps over there. I don't, I don't know. But obviously, Maxville's in Canada, so yeah, that's not in the US, so I'm kind of blurring the lines a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. If you guys can email me in and answer that question, I'd be very grateful, actually. Yeah, quite curious about that one. So bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. Okay, I wanted to mention uh, to all you Red Hot Chili Piper fans out there, there was a little bit of sneaky news that dropped thanks to James Harper. Now, I don't know if this was official or whether it was supposed to have went out, um, but it went out anyway, and it was caught, and ourselves and the Big Rab Show team caught it, and, uh, oh, it got people excited. What am I talking about? Well, the Red Hot Chili Pipers are back in the studio. Yes, they were photographed in Castle Sound Studios, and oh, that got people talking. Are we potentially having another album? Are we getting a, a new single release? Just why are they in the studio? Suffice to say, we are dead excited to see that the Red Hot Chilies are, you know, first of all, grouped back together again and can play music again, of course, but that they're back in the studio as well and being creative and hopefully creating some new music for us to purchase. So, yeah, shout out to the Red Hot Chilies. Not sure whether this was official or not, and whether I should be reporting the story or not. <laughs> I might get in trouble for that, but hey, shout out to the Red Hot Chilies. If it's official or not, I don't care. I'm a Red Hot Chili Pipers fan, and it was just awesome to see this little sneaky picture of you guys in the studio. Yeah, and yeah, if anyone out there is familiar with the Red Hot Chili Pipers, and uh, mm, yeah, if you can confirm the story for us, that would be cool. But yeah, also, should I be talking about it? I don't know. <laughs> this could be stuff that hits the cutting room floor. <laughs> ah, ah, stuff it. I'll keep it in. I'll keep it in. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay, fans of Breton music. Now, I did mention Breton music on previous rab shows, previous podcasts and stuff. You guys obviously will be familiar with the Breton band Bagad Cap Caval. Yes, of course, we all know who Bagad Cap Caval are. Well, they've actually released something really quite exciting, and you can purchase it through their social media website. They're a little, well, this whole thing is a two CD disc set, and you have two hours worth of live music, which also includes 10 competition suites from 2015 all the way up to 2019. So for those of you who are a fan of Bagot Cap Caval or Breton music in general, this could be a great collection, uh, which could really kind of, I don't know, give you an open window into that whole Breton scene and that whole Breton music and everything. So that's one certainly that I'm considering purchasing. Uh, whenever you consider it's a two-disc set and you have well over two hours worth of music, uh, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to be picking this up. If anything, I've been listening to a lot of Breton music, not, you know, listening to the whole competition stuff and how it all works. 
because that's been one of the suggested formats actually for our world championships rolling forward that whole concert formation that they do with the breton bands where bands actually form up first of all and yeah they stand in front of a conductor and then the conductor goes a one two three four and they do their thing do you know that could be the new format actually for our medley performance that is one of the things being considered by rspba and the music board so that you know to have a listen of what they're doing in the Breton music scene could obviously really open a window to what we could bring to our own Highland piping and our competitive Highland bag piping. So that, yeah, very interesting. So this is a collection I think I'll really want to pick up. Now, I could read you the URL as to where to go and buy it, but it's all in French and I can't read French. Uh, so go and check out Bagged Cap Caval on their social media. They have links all up there now where you can go and purchase this. Uh, I haven't actually got it yet, but I do hope to grab a copy shortly. Uh, I do think it'll be one more well worth picking up to broaden your musical piping horizons. Yes, there you are. Okay, now, I want to get onto something that's really going to ruffle some feathers. Oh, here we go! Yeah, I'm going to start annoying people. Now, <laughs> I really don't know where to start with this. On the 25th of July, the RSPBA Board of Directors had a meeting. And this, yeah, um... Nobody really seemed to know about this meeting because it just mysteriously seemed to happen. It just, ta-da, we all had a meeting, folks. Um, so the board of directors had a meeting, and online on the RSPBA website, they actually published the minutes of it. And um, <clears throat> let's go through it, shall we? There's some incredibly interesting points in here, which I really think has flew under the radar. I don't think a lot of people knew about this meeting, Especially a lot of the things that were discussed in the meeting. And uh, because it happened in the middle of all of this pandemic nonsense and it wasn't the AGM, it was just a board of directors meeting. But there was a lot of important crap that was talked about. And it really just kind of sneaked those minutes onto the site there and say nothing. If anything, what I've been noticing is that most of their social media updates nowadays on their Facebook and their Twitter pages happen at like 4 or 3 a.m. here in the UK. Now, I don't know if that's being done on purpose uh, because they hope that everyone here in the UK will actually be asleep at that time. And by the time they wake up in the AM, uh, you know, that Facebook post or that YouTube or YouTube, that Twitter post will actually be buried under a pile of other stuff. You know, by that time, a number of hours would have passed and the post would get buried, that kind of thing. So whether that's being done deliberately, I don't know. I can't claim that, to be honest. Uh, But... That's what happened in this case. This board of directors meeting happened. The minutes were released and nothing was said about it. It was kept so quiet. So guys, I'm not going to sit and read the minutes verbatim. I'm just going to point you in the direction of the RSPBA website and ask you now, go and have a read at the minutes because honestly, they make for some incredibly interesting reading. Now, I'm going to start, first of all, with uh, the music board updates. Some of the music board update, actually, in the report that they provided was really quite interesting. They talked about, um, you know, the the redevelopment of the Grade 1 format for the World Championships. They did already mention this. I spoke about it on the podcast. How they're going to be talking to Grade 1 pipe majors and Grade 1 lead drummers on the 15th to talk about their opinion and what way they see the Grade 1 competition going. Well... They also mentioned in this report that Grade 4B, Novice and Juvenile B will also be surveyed with a way to look forward for their competition. 
yeah, in the coming future. So, yeah, they're also looking at formats for other grades. Pardon me. So, yeah, I did burp there. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, they were looking at the format of Grade 1, and that's been openly reported. But they've also mentioned here that they're reviewing Grade 4B, the Novice Grade, and Juvenile B as well. And that would kind of give you the indication that, you know, they're also looking at lower grades. So when they're looking at the 4B and the Novice and all the rest, then that makes us think that they'll possibly look at 4A, 3B, 3A. And grade 2 possibly as well. You know, we do hope that they will eventually work their way up the ladder and every grade will get a say in how they think their competition should run. Very interesting conversation and a difficult one to have, I suppose, for the music board with so many different conflicting demands and stuff. And no matter what decision you make, you won't make everyone happy. So this is a very... Fast-moving and developing story, I suppose, but I guess the first outcome that we'll see from this will be the outcome from the Grade 1 seminar, which will be held on the 15th. So that's just next week, actually. So if there is any developments from that seminar, that online meeting, certainly we'll let you guys know if there's any report or anything like that or any subsequent decisions. Uh, But for now, at least now, thanks to these sneaky minutes that were published, we're getting a little bit of a window to say, yeah, they're also looking at other grades too. And that was some of the things I complained on last week's podcast about. Hmm. Okay. Also, they talked about the World Solo Drumming Championship, and there was uh, apparently there's consideration being given to hold the event on the 5th of December. And, uh, yeah, they're asking people in, at branch level to feed stuff back and what they think about the change and the proposed date and all of that. Uh, so that is interesting in itself as well. So the World Solo Drumming, they're still hoping to hold it, but not in October. They're hoping to push it through to December, quite possibly. So, yeah, we'll keep a track on that one. Now, moving on to the other parts of the minutes, which I really thought were quite interesting. The Marketing and Media Report. Uh, what? Yes, they actually have a marketing and media uh, panel um, on the board of directors. And um, yeah, uh, what they talked about was the redevelopment of the RSPBA website. It was quite a lengthy report about the redevelopment of the website, the development costs, the implementation of it all, the method of maintaining it all and the cost of housing it and hosting it and all this kind of stuff. It was a very long-winded report, basically to say, yeah, we're looking at the website, we think it's crap, it needs done again, Uh, so we've put it out there to professional guys who know what they're doing, and maybe they can have a look at it and fix it for us. So, a lot of you guys out there have been complaining about the RSPBA official website, and how terrible it is. Honestly, yeah, it has its problems, it's not perfect. But honestly, I think it's better than most. You know, there's some terrible websites I've been out there trying to get information from that are just awful. Uh, But the RSPBI site's not that bad. When you're looking at competition results, you know, from years ago, you know, they only go back so far. And that's a database issue. It's not a website issue. Do you know what I mean? And if you did want to find out the results from 1972 in the All-Ireland Championships, you can lift the phone and the RSPBA can give you them. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do have records that go back, uh, but you might not get that on the website. Uh, but suffice to say, the RSPBA uh, Marketing and Media uh, Board... I, mm, if the, mm, yeah, the, if this is what they're working at on the website from, honestly... Being in the media and having a podcast and being a media type guy, I honestly think the RSPBA could do so much more with regards to marketing 
and media in general. Um, but uh, I'll keep my thoughts to myself on that one. But I'm sure you guys know, uh, yeah, they could be advertising and promoting their organization, their bands, men and women. They could be doing all of that so much better. But hey, it is what it is. You can draw your own conclusions. Read the minutes and have a look for yourself. <laughs> All right, moving on to the last possible bit that was kind of fascinating, I suppose, uh, was the finance report. Of course, this is what everyone's keeping an eye on at the moment. And yes, the board of directors have their own panel that uh, make a return in regards to finance, and it's one of the biggest panels as well, I have to add. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, the finance return basically tells us that... um, Yeah, they're looking ahead to 2021. They've been in contact with various different promoters and stuff about the major championships for next year. And the board have offered a one-year contract extension to major championships and promoters with consideration of the losses of the 2020 event. So that tells us now that any event that we were expecting to end next year with the contract will not. It'll actually throw forward to 2022. So I think the likes of Lurgan Park was one of them. I think possibly Paisley might have been another one uh, that might have been up for a renewal in 2021. But now that's not the case. It'll be up for 2022. So that's interesting to see that our existing venues for our major championships have been given this opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, rolling forward, we do hope that that will be the case. Yeah. Now, one of the questions that was actually raised by the finance return uh, said that they will refund championship entries and summer school fees received when the staff all return to the office. Because at the moment, of course, RSPBA staff are currently on furlough, so they can't actually go in and actually administer those refunds. So people have been asking about this. If you've paid an entry fee for a championship, then you'll get that refunded. So that's been confirmed. You'll also, if you've entered a fee to be part of the RSPBA summer school, you'll also have that refunded as well. Now, one of the most interesting points is the 2019-2020 band registration fees have been used to cover the support and governance costs between November and April. At this time, there will be no refund of fees paid. Now, I do think we mentioned this briefly before in a previous podcast, but that one particularly stings because we do know of other branches, especially around the world, and Yuspaba, Wuspaba, even Pipe Bands Australia, I think, and in South Africa as well. I'm aware of bands who have had their registration fees for that year refunded to them. Uh, so because no events have happened and all the rest so the organizations have refunded their fees so yeah here's rspba saying uh sorry guys we've spent the money and you're not getting it back so there you go (laughs) now there's a load of conversation in along all of this about the use of rspba headquarters and i'm not going to get into that there's a load of talk about the financials of it the vat registration of it and how people have to pay to use the facility and all of that, and how it can be construed as being biased because it's in the Glasgow area, and someone from Port Davoge won't be able to use it, for example. So, yeah, that actually was talked about at the meeting, and I don't think there was any clear conclusion about it, to be honest. It was just kind of said, well, not much we can do about it. And that was it. Uh, So, yeah, folks, I'm not going to go and read any more from these minutes, but honestly... This was one that we think that kind of sneaked in under the radar. There were some changes proposed in here. and There were some ideas banded around. And uh, was never talked about. Was never really... 
There was no song and dance about it. Nobody's really seemed to be up in arms about it, for that matter, either. Um, but there is some real juicy gossip in there. For those of you who are interested in the backroom kind of intrigue and goings-on at the RSPBA, then that's where it's at. Go to the website now. Uh, look for the board of directors meeting that happened on the 25th. The minutes are up there. Have a read at them. And like I always say here in the podcast, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> awesome stuff. So, guys, there you go. A lot of intrigue and drama, of course. There wouldn't be the piping world if there wasn't any. You know what I mean? But, uh, right, so let's get into something really positive to give us a bit of a lift, I think. Yeah, rolling into possibly one of the biggest weeks in the piping calendar. Next week should have been Piping Live and World's Week and all of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, it is a bit of a damp squib. But we do still have Piping Live next week. Piping Live! And man, I'm so excited for Piping Live. So again, another plug, grab your tickets, and I'll see you all there for Piping Live. Now, this week, on topic of the week, actually, um, we have been featuring various different bands and interview series here on our podcast. And we had the likes of Shots and Dykehead, uh, we had Cooper Angus just there last week. Well, this week, we have another band. And this week, we're featuring McNeilstown. Yes, newly promoted to Grade 3A. Yeah, we figured we would take the opportunity to chat to, yeah, uh, quite a local success story here in Northern Ireland, the mighty McNeil's time. So, before we do that, though, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring R.G. Hardy's full line of bagpipes, including Henderson's, and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets, and bespoke Highland wear, including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com Offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you. With a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans and Remo. Lone Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. A1 Embroidery and Printing. Producing some merchandise for some of the top bands in the piping game, such as Phil Marsh and Montgomery, St. Lawrence the Tool, and ourselves, The Big Rab Show. For all of your embroidery and printing needs, they have some extremely high-quality garments, such as hats, beanies, t-shirts, hoodies, soft-shell jackets, you name it, they can print it. If your band is on the lookout for some exclusive merchandise offers, then contact them direct on their social media, A1 Embroidery and Printing. Check them out on Facebook. A1 Embroidery and Printing. If you can think it, they can print it. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. 
The stunning Axial Range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drumco drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drumco's reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drumco specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drumco products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time. Yes, and believe it or not, I love that cup of tea this week. Class. I didn't want to come back in here again and start recording again. I was got all got myself all relaxed, you know, sat in the armchair and all the rest, put the news on, cup of tea, said hello to the winds and going, Oh, I have a podcast to do, I forgot. So yeah, back out again. Topic of the week time. And this week's topic of the week is McNeilstown Pipe Band. For those of you here in Northern Ireland, you guys are going to know who McNeilstown Pipe Band are. Yeah, they're quite successful in recent years actually earning themselves a spot in grade 3a for the 2020 season myself i was all sorts of excited to see what the guys at mcneil's town were going to bring to the circle this incoming year but thank you covid19 we can't yes stupid old pandemic got in the road and we won't hear any music or tunes from the guys at mcneil's town so in these quiet times, I figured I would take the opportunity to talk to their lead drummer, Mr. Jason Todd, and long-term piper with the band, Mr. Trevor Hassan, and catch up and just to see what all's been happening with the guys at McNeilstown. So, welcome to the show. Two guys from McNeilstown Pipe Band. We have Jason Todd and Trevor Hassan. Hello, lads. How are you? Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. How you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Now, McNeilstown Pipe Band, for everyone listening, especially internationally, if they don't know who McNeilstown Pipe Band are, well, obviously, also Northern Ireland, we know you guys are really quite famous here, but for everyone living in the States, Australia, all of that, do you want to uh, give them a bit of a rundown? Who is McNeilstown Pipe Band? Who wants to go first? Well, uh, McNeilstown Pipe Band have been around the competition season for quite a long time. They started competing in 1971, uh, and through the years, of course, they've, they've progressed very, very quickly through the grades. Uh, World Champions Grade 2 in 78, and of course went on into Grade 1 1980, and uh, had a very successful period. Sixth in Grade 1 at the Worlds in 82, um, top six finishes on a fairly regular basis on the 80s. That's it. If anything, that's kind of my lasting memory of, is of McNeilstown as you guys in your heyday in the 80s and 90s. Um, I do remember competing against you in grade two quite a lot and getting stuffed quite a lot as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, McNeilstown has a wealth of history attached to it. And we'll chat all about that. But you guys, you're based... In Northern Ireland, obviously, but whereabouts in the province are you? Uh, we're based probably just between uh, Rishargan, Portland, and Ballymena. We're in between the middle of those two there. There you go. And if anything, that's big piping country out there. A lot of pipe bands all in around that area, I think. Yeah, Seven Towers, yeah, Finvoy, loads of bands in around there. The Quinn, the Tamlet. Yeah. All 
Probably within like maybe a 10 mile radius of each other. That's it. So a load of piping, you know, orientated music all in around that area. So, mm -hmm. yeah, can I ask then with, you know, McNeil's Town Pipe Band being where you are in Northern Ireland, do you guys ever find it difficult pulling members in? Like what, what's your recruitment process like? Well, over the years, I mean, the band have always managed to attract players. So you, you would normally have players coming in. But uh, Harold Brownlow, our current pipe major, he has been teaching uh, a number of young people as well. So we have some young people coming through the ranks, but in the main, probably people coming in from other bands or whatever to join. That's it. And do you think really is just because your name does carry weight in the piping world? I don't want to blow your heads up by any means, but as soon as anyone talks about McNeil's Town, they go, oh, yeah. Do you, know what, do you know what I mean? You guys do have quite a big name in the piping game here in Northern Ireland. Mm. So do you think that's a draw for people, really, to pull you towards McNeil's Town band? It probably was back in, in the 80s and 90s, but... Uh... I think at the moment, just with other bands uh, in and around the same grade, there's 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 sort of there's sort of a fine line between it. But I think the one thing that would maybe would have brought people to McNeil's Town would have been probably their the the music of the musical ability and probably uh, the tone, the sound of the band. I think that would have been a big draw for people coming to the band. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if anything, we, we can't go really any further without talking about the involvement of the late Frank Andrews with McNeil's Town Pipe Band. Uh, he honestly was such a giant in the piping world and obviously had huge ties with McNeil's Town Band. So, guys, I want to offer our sincerest condolences. Uh, it's such a huge loss. Uh, so, he, can I just ask just how instrumental Frank was in producing that McNeil's Town sound? Well, since the band started competing in the 1970s, uh, you know, Frank had a, a very natural talent to produce a band with a good sound. So no matter how well the band played, they always, they always had a good sound. And that allowed them to develop the band into something that was really good. But Frank was a very personable character, uh, much loved by the band. And uh, in fact, McNeil's Town are a very close family band and a close association with the Andrews family. Indeed, yeah. So honestly, it, it was a, such a tragic loss. And uh, yeah, again, sincerest condolences from all of us. Um, but rolling forward, we, you guys obviously were going to be newly promoted now into grade 3A. How has, was your winter and everything and preparation for hitting the 3A circle this year? How did it go? Well, I think probably first and foremost, uh, when we heard the news when we got into 3A, uh, Darren decided that he was going to stand down. So that was probably, I think Darren was involved in quite a lot of things within the band. He was pipe major. He was probably treasurer and secretary and uniform officer and everything related to the band. And he probably had come to a stage where just he, uh, he probably wanted to take a break. So I think the first thing we had to do is we had to appoint a new pipe major. So, there was a lot of to and froing and asking and whatnot else and thinking, but then uh, again, Frank was very instrumental in in who was to come in, and it was uh, obvious choice would have been or was Harold uh, Brownlow. Mm -hmm. So Harold come in, and uh, you know, 
we, we talk about Frank having the sound, but the technical and playing ability, you know, I always would have associated with McNeil Town with Harold Brownlow. Mm. So it's come about as an obvious choice of him. And he has sort of, he reshaped the medley, uh, brought in a few new tunes and, and changed a wee bit of the MSR. So that's, that's how it started out, uh, the start of the season for us, so it was. There you go. So we were going to get a whole new musical outlook, really, from McNeil's time with a, a dose of new tunes and stuff. Oh, and it's just gotten that we can't actually see you this year on the grass. It's awful, really. Can I ask then, how has the band been coping with lockdown now that everything's been cancelled? How have you guys been coping? Uh, well, I, I think for a lot of a lot of the, on the piping side, we've been working at home, but we have a we've, we've got a WhatsApp group so we can keep in touch with each other. We're talking about tunes for the future. We're talking about players and how we're going to develop the band. And I think Jason has maybe had the drummers in a time or two. Yeah, we've uh, we probably used Zoom quite a lot, so we did. And uh, probably one of the first things that we done is. Um, with the tenor drummers on Zoom, and we would have been working through the winter time with Emma Barr from the field marshal. So she was, she had the the girls online or on WhatsApp, and we were just running through flourishing. And then at the same time, uh, the snare drum, we were we were sort of doing. I was doing one to ones with just a couple who had just lagged behind a wee bit, maybe in a couple of things, probably. So we just wanted to keep everybody up to speed, and just. From my point of view, I thought, well, if we get going again in September, we don't want to become right back to where we were in September 2019. We sort of mm. want to be sort of just ahead of the game a wee bit type of thing. So, Aye, and, and kept, kept going through this yeah, kind of a quiet there. time. Yeah, yeah. So have you found it difficult keeping in contact, especially with your younger members? Your band has quite a mix of an age range, you know, between the older generation, no offence, Trevor, but yeah, also sure. some of the real young kids involved in your band. Has it been difficult keeping everybody in contact with each other? Well, I think, I think, I think Harold's been in touch, obviously, with the younger players and talking to them about their practice and how they can keep their development moving forward. Uh, you know, I think the older players, we've been talking to each other just about the tunes we're playing uh, and how we're going to try and prepare for next year, really, which seems to be what will happen now for us. Yeah, so that's really the focus then. We're building for 2021 now, I think, at this stage. So can I ask then, you know, have you guys got any plans then for the rest of this year, possibly outdoor practices? We've seen some bands doing that. Have you guys any plans to do anything like that? Well, I know from a drumming point of view, uh, what we have done is once the, the sort of assembly said that six could meet outdoors, we, we straight away went ahead with that and... Hmm. We bought uh, drum stands and we went outside and the good evenings. Like we have been practicing this last, I would say, six or seven weeks. There you go. Excellent. That's great to hear. Yeah. Just more or less just about getting everybody, keeping their hands going, keeping stuff fresh in their minds, just that sort of thing. Aye, as you, as you say, just keep the keep the thing moving, you know, so yeah, it doesn't become stagnant. Just, yeah. yeah. Trevor, have the pipers been gripping up at all? The papers haven't been grouping up. I mean, our hall's quite small, so that makes it difficult for us. But obviously, we'll be thinking about things like getting a bigger venue where we can have social distancing and we can get all the players together, pipes and drums, to start practice now, probably at the back end of the summer. 
There you go. Happy days. So, uh, Trevor and Jason, both. Trevor, you're a bagpiper with the band. How long have you been with McNeilstown band yourself? Well, I first went. I first arrived at McNeilstown in '79. So I've been over 40 years in association with McNeilstown. I was I was taught as a 10 year old at Tully Lagan, uh, along with my two brothers, and uh, spent a long time there. Uh, but I've had some really good times. I came to McNeilstown in, in the winter of 79, and of course the band was just starting to develop. Uh, became a grade one band in 1980, won the Ulster Championship in, as a grade two band in 1980, and went on during the 80s to win four All-Irelands and three Ulster Championships in grade one. So, so I arrived at the band at a very, very good time for me. That's that's not a bad track history there, Trevor. Jason, um, well, I do remember you from your Quinn Memorial days. You and I played yeah. together in our grade yeah. two times. Um, so, yeah, how did you manage to get the jump then to McNeilstown and eventually taking over the leadership role? Yeah, well, I would have been involved in Finvoy in 2015, 2016 as leading drummer there. And then when Finvoy sort of folded up, I thought to myself, well, I'd like to keep at this drum and carry on while the hands sort of allow me. And I had travelled here and there to a couple of bands further away, but I thought to myself, I'd rather stay closer to home. So I contacted James Andrews and asked what would have been the possibility of coming to the band. And at that time, there would have been a few guys from Finvoy who would have been interested in coming along with us. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, there was a, a meeting of the inner circle, which probably uh, would have been Frank and a couple of others, and they they asked me to come along to the band and uh, take on the role as leading drummer. There so that's how that's how I came about to come to McNeilstown. So how have you found that you know leadership role then with McNeilstown? How, you know, has it been difficult or all plain sailing? Uh, I think it's it's been okay because I think uh, the guys who were there initially they were they were happy to have a sort of a steady leading drummer and they they were very easy to get on with so it was it was it, for me it was very very easy just coming on board yeah. and initially what we what we would have done is that we would have played the same tunes in Finvoy as what McNeil's time were playing so it was a a combination of what they were learning and what I had learned, and that's that's how we we come about our set as we we married the two together. Just there you go, aye, and, and that's it. I'm sure McNeilstown Pipe Band is made up of predominantly local people from the area. Would that be right in saying that, or have you guys got any international players that would come in? No, the pay, uh, band members in general all would come from all would come from the local area. Uh, and that's been good because you know there's good, a good local connection there, uh, and that's worked well for them. Well, that's, I think you have said to Trevor that the band is very much a family band, and that's one thing I've noticed with McNeilstown, especially this last number of years, uh, is that there's a lot of families associated with the band. A lot of young kids, mums and dads, aunts, uncles. You guys have quite a huge following of just family members. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's been great, you know, because it's 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 kept the band very close. And when we travel to the lakes of the world in Scotland, you know, although we travel separately, we get together for practice and preparation. And there's a there's a you know there's a very close group of people there. No, definitely. So, guys, uh, can I just ask on a personal note, away from the band, um, Jason? I'll ask you first of all. 
throughout your piping and drumming career, has there been like any one person or any one band, even for that matter, that you would look to for inspiration whenever you're, you know, you're playing or you're composing scores? I think for, for me growing up, it always was McNeilstown. Hmm. And uh, I think in particular, it was Winston Mateer Sr. Legend. Uh, yeah. Taught me. Winston. <laughs> yeah, he did. That's what yeah. he did indeed. And <laughs> I, think, I think because I had a cousin that played along with Winston in the core, and that was sort of drew me to McNeilstown. So having been round the table with Winston, you know, and even listening to Winston, Winston always would have played to his weakest player in the band. And he always would have had a heartbeat for the music and, and preparing a score. So that's something that I would, I would sort of try to keep on board in what I'm doing at the moment with McNeilstown. Uh, yeah, and I can uh, to be to be fair, I can pro- I can hear the influence in your scores. They do have that kind of rise and fall sway that Winston had with his scores. So yeah, I can certainly hear that. So excellent answer. I would agree with you there, Trevor. What about yourself? Have you got any one standout figure uh, in the piping world that you would look to for inspiration? Well, I've probably got two people who who particularly influenced me uh, in piping. Uh, the first one was Joe Warnick, who is the father of Jim Warnick. And of course, as you know, Jim Warnick celebrated his 101st birthday recently. Indeed, yeah. But uh, Joe Warnick was Jim's father. Uh, and I was taught initially by Norman McCutcheon and then, and then Joe Warnick. Uh, and Joe had a great attention to detail in phrasing and expression and execution of tunes. Uh, and, that, and that had a big influence on me as a young player. Uh, and then, of course, Frank Andrews has to be the other one. I mean, Frank yeah. is the calmest man you could have met. Uh, he knew exactly what he was doing. He produced fantastic sound. He knew how the tunes should be playing. And a big thing in McNeilstown, in my opinion, is the ensemble. Oh, always yes. got oh. always got pipes, always got pipes and drums working together. So Frank Andrews had a big influence for me as well. I totally, I have to agree with the ensemble. We were just chatting about the drum scores there and how they ebb and flow, but the, you know, the whole music does it collectively. Is that something that McNeilstown Band thinks of actively? Like it's not two separate units, but you guys seem to think of a band, you know, as one unit. Do you guys approach the music like that? Well, I think in, in terms of, of new material that would be brought, um, uh, it's not a case of this is what we're playing. Um, you know, there, there could be tunes battered about, maybe half a dozen tunes battered about, maybe for example, like a reel or something like that there, until we find one that's, that's you know, just has that sort of, as you say, that ebb and flow and go uh, with it type of thing. So, yeah. There we you go. Sort of do that type of thing. That's a collective decision, really, between the drum it, corps it and pipe corps, yeah. both. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. And it shows, because as you guys had a great season last year, if anything, you seem to be enjoying yourself in the circle. Even at the UK's in Lurgan and the lashing rain, you guys were smiling. <laughs> I mean, see, there's one thing, Rob, you must know is that uh, when we sort of started to win the competitions way back in 2018, um, we decided that we would celebrate at the band and every Monday night we would have tea and cake. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> so, the, the sort of the joke was that we were going to invite uh, our Slimming World along to, to, to measure our waist sizes because we were eating that much <laughs> chocolate and, and sponge cake and type of thing. So that's maybe why the reason why we enjoy because we had this 
footing on the Monday night. There you go. You had the carrot on the end of the stick, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you play well, you'll get an eclair on Monday night. Aye. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Well, looking forward then to 2021. Uh, what keeps you guys motivated then? Is it that thought of hitting the circle again and possibly picking up a prize or two in 3A? I think it's a challenge of uh, moving up to another higher grade. I mean, the band has been in 4A, uh, 3B and now 3A and it's going to be really three consecutive seasons. So it's the challenge now of um, upping your grade, uh, raising your standards and trying to select good tunes, have a nice musical uh, medley, have a good constructive March to spray and reel and uh, it's the challenge really that keeps us going. That's it. And if anything, as a piping fan, you know, who's not competing at the moment, I can't wait to see us back in the grass again. I can't wait. <laughs> so I have to say thank you guys for taking the time to chat to us and thank you for the music for 2019. It was brilliant. I can't wait for this incoming season. But before I let you go, I've got some Brig Rab Show staples. I'm not going to let you away with it. But I have to ask you, uh, lads, what's your favorite cheese? Have you got one? Well, I'm <laughs> go ahead, Jason. Uh, I'm well. I'm just quite happy with a a mild cheddar, uh, but not bad. The sensible monster, choice, yeah. Monster, or blue cheese is fine as well. There you go. Yeah, Jason, have you got a particular favourite? I really, to be fair, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of cheese, but if I had to, if I had to sort of dabble at something, it would be applewood smoked. Ooh, lovely. Ooh, that, that sounds like proper good stuff there. Ooh, I'll have to have that for my dinner now, class. Yes. <laughs> also, what's your opinion on yellow flashes? Have you seen bands wearing yellow flashes? What are your thoughts on those? <laughs> yeah, everyone draws breath. Go, mm, not so sure. Uh, not for me. <laughs> yeah. Me either. I think that there was a band stood in front of us at the World's in 2018 and they had like a like a yellow and black check tartan but it was oh. it was like a it was like bright yellow and i think it was just a wee bit too much yeah fluorescent yellow glow in the dark uh, nearly yeah i remember mm -hmm. them uh, <laughs> so that's what's inspired the question um okay pineapple on pizza yes or no yes absolutely what yes. what yeah. both of you see pie what's yeah. wrong Oh my goodness. No, no. I, I would say against it on my case. <laughs> oh dear, dear. Uh, okay, the final question before I let you all go. What has been your most embarrassing moment in piping and drumming? Have you got one? Uh, well, I certainly have one that I can remember. Uh, I played in Monkstown Mosley uh, for a number of years, had a very, very good grade two band. Mm -hmm. uh, we played at the Kyle Games one year um, and I had been making some changes to my drones, uh, had missed the introduction, badly missed it, had to strike my pipes two or three times. Oh, uh, and yeah. when the band came off and the band had played really well, Winston Pollock, who was the pipe major, was really pleased with the performance and was saying to me, it'll take a good band to beat that. And of course, I had to tell him the bad news. Oh, no. Oh, awful. I get, you get the shivers just talking about, oh, no. Uh, Imagine having to go to Winston. You could hear his voice. What? <laughs> what? You could just imagine it. Wow. Jason, have you got a particular story to note? 
Yeah, it probably goes back to when I was about maybe nine or ten. Uh, in our hometown in Portrush, there was a wee pipe band, a family band, and Winston material would have come to teach us drumming. So mm. one night we were standing in the band hall and I wanted to hold the drum and sort of do a bit of drumming, but I had no drum strap. So I had this one. Do you ever remember the elasticated belts you'd have got with like the wee two shapes of an S? Oh, yeah. And you link the two together. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. I, deci- I, I decided I would go and try and, and lift one of these drums and put it on my belt. Oh, no. And <laughs> the thing, the whole drum just fell on the floor and everybody oh. just stopped what we were doing. <laughs> and I got a look from Winston to say, what have you just done? All right. <laughs> that, that's it for me. Oh, I could just imagine it. Winston did have that. He, oh, he, he didn't have to speak. He just. He just looked just at you. Little, oh. just, over, just over the point of the glasses. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that put the fear in me all the time. But yeah, incredible stuff. Guys, Jason, Trevor, both of you, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us on The Rab Show. And if anything, I wish the continued success for McNeilstown. And you'll climb to grade two and grade one and you'll be in the top six in no time. That's it. <laughs> thank you both so much. Thank you. Now, thanks, thanks Rob. Bye. Ah, there you go. Fantastic stuff. Thank you, Jason, and to Trevor both for hanging out with me and just having the crack and chatting all about McNeilstown Pipe Band. What an incredible band. I've been a fan of McNeilstown actually for years. I do remember competing against them in their grade two days. And yeah, do remember getting spanked every single weekend by McNeilstown. An incredible band. And uh, yeah, such a wealth of history there as well. Yes, awesome stuff, and if anything, looking forward to next season to seeing what the guys at McNeilstown bring to the circle. Now, of course, for you Patreon subscribers, you will see a video of that interview. It's available now on our Patreon page. Uh, so, yeah, you can go and have a watch at that now if you want to see our beautiful, handsome faces. But also, for the rest of you guys, of course, keep an eye on our YouTube channel where a video of that will hopefully drop within the next couple of weeks. There you are. So... Right, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast, unfortunately. If you guys have been enjoying these band feature shows, then please do let us know. Uh, We have come under criticism before, remember the episode called Hater Mail? (laughs) Yeah, that we've been featuring nothing but top flight bands. Well, we're trying to fix that and correct it. Uh, Not that we needed to, but because we really wanted to. We want to shine a light, I suppose, on other grades. So, if you're involved in a pipe band, you don't have to be in the top flight. You don't have to be ultra successful. You just have to be involved. If you would like to be on the show and actually have a chat with ourselves and hang out and just chat all about your band, your history and all of that, then get in contact with us. Our email address, bigrabshow at gmail.com. We'd love to chat to you. Now, like I said, regardless of grade, regardless of your geographical location, wherever you are in the world, we're do our, we will do our best to work around you, your time scale, time differences, all that nonsense, and we'll catch up with you and chat all about your band and all of that, and yeah, we'll bring your story here to the podcast. So there you are. We have had Shots and Dykehead, Cooper Angus, and now McNeilstown. And yeah, we've got a number of other bands lined up as well. So if you want your band in there too, then get in contact with us. Big Rob Show at gmail.com. There you are. So, guys, we will see you again on next, ne- bleh, next week's episode. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking all about the Big Rab Show beer tent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all sorts of excited for that because next week I'll be able to talk about it. Because this week I can't because, yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag just yet. But suffice to say, we're working hard on it. It's going to be incredible. 
it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm so excited for the beer tent, man. It's going to be awesome. Grant. Well, with that in mind, keep the practice up, folks. Keep the tunes going. Uh, yeah, we hope to see you at Pipe and Live, actually, through the week. Uh, because, yeah, but by the time this podcast goes out, Pipe and Live actually opens its doors on Monday the 8th, I think. Is it the 8th? I can't remember it. This is stuff. Boom, boom. Indeed. But we will see you at Pipe and Live, rest assured. Yeah, we'll be there watching all of the events along with you guys. We can't wait. It's going to be stupidly exciting. And we'll catch up with you at the Big Rab Show podcast next week in the middle of Piping Live week. And looking forward to World's Weekend. We hope you guys can join us next week. Uh, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed already to your YouTube channel and to your podcast, then please do. And then with each and every episode or video, you'll get a little bing, a little notification to let you know that Rab has uploaded another one. And also, don't forget to share us with your mates as well. Tell them about our wee show and what we're doing over here. You know, each and every week we're introducing more people to what we know and love to be the amazing music and its people of the Great Highland Bagpipe. Until next week, folks, I will see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the piping world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best.